Welcome to Ben Navarra's podcast with your host, Ben Navarra's. Hello. I sound great. Is that any better? Honestly, yeah. Okay. If you if I need to decrease more, just tell me. It's just it's a little little knob. You're just a loud person. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I can push it away from me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. But does that Um We're not bad. It is a bit loud. Still? Notice the difference between me and then you. Did you see that? You were all the way up at the top. You're also talking really far away from the mic. Okay, but is that a bad thing? Should I be talking all the way? The closer the better. Okay, fine. Here we go. It's it's easier to normalize audio levels if they're too high to bring them down than they are too low to bring them up. This is true. I do know that. Okay, here we go. Um, I will decrease the volume on both of them. Do you mind just a little bit? Headphones just a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can decrease the volume in the headphones. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's incredible. Thank um, you. Well. Thank you. Am I being a diva? I feel good about this. Do you feel good about this? Yeah, it feels comfy. Okay. If you'd like to... I took my shoes off. If you'd like to take your shoes off, you can do it. Okay, these are nobles. You know how comfy these are. I'm good, but thank you. Hi. Hi. How are you? I am fine. All right. So I think what's really weird sometimes is I don't want to talk to people before like we start recording because I'm like, save it. Oh, well, we already messed that up. <sighs> A little bit. Um, so today we have, um, I, I think this is also something I'm figuring out. How exactly to start? Do I want to, because I have the intro that'll start us off. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing like, howdy. Oh. Welcome back to, but the the audio already came in. This is true. I don't need to do it again. And what if you didn't go to A and M, or what if your guests didn't? So then, howdy, do we want to be ostracizing our guests? No, that's not ideal. I guess not. So, I, hi. It, but it is your podcast, so you can say howdy. It is my podcast, and I can do it whatever I want. Mm-hmm. This is also a good point. So, howdy, and welcome back. Hello. To the Ben Roberts Podcast. So today we have Miss Casey and last name? Sisson. Sisson. Casey. Sisson. And Casey and I met uh, quite a little bit ago at this point, I think. I was trying to remember how we met and I could not remember. It may have been. It wasn't in One Million Cups. I don't think so. That's what I'm telling you. I could not remember to save my life. (laughs) We have so many mutual friends. We're in a similar industry. So, I mean, our paths have crossed often. But I couldn't remember how we met. No, yeah, because then you had already told me about One Million Cups by that point. Like, you told, you invited me to come to One Million Cups. Exactly. Which we should talk about that. We are going to. At talking, some point. We're talking about it. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, what brings you into town? What do you do for a living? Oh Who are gosh. you? Talk to me. Tell me. Marketing person, connoisseur, individual, mm. wine, champagne drinker. Mm. What you got going on? Well, right now I'm drinking tequila, which is not ideal, but we suffer. It's fine. I have lime if you want lime. Oh, that would be nice. It's fine. I can go get a lime. Don't get a lime. We're going to talk about me. Okay. <laughs> is no, that hard for you? Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. No. It's, I've always been outgoing. 
if you couldn't tell, I mean, the moment that we met, I was like, let's be friends. I think that we would get along and turns out we do. But I uh, have only been in college station for three years at this point. Oh gosh. I'm, I'm like thinking, where do I start? Okay. Grew up in Houston. I went to a private school, hated every minute of it. And then I decided that going to New York City my freshman year of college was a great idea. I got recruited to play soccer, so that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, so I was, you know, D-whatever athlete. I think it was one, maybe two. I don't know. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I played soccer. Okay. And I got a scholarship to go up there, and I did everything but academics. So I had the time of my life living in the city, lived off of Water and Wall Street in New York, and did not study. So then my parents were like, you are moving back to Texas. <laughs> that is not, you're not, you're not going to stay up there. So understandably, they moved me back here. And my dad had gone to Blinn. So he was like, you need to go to A&M. Come on, you're going to love it, blah, blah, blah. But at that point, I'd missed the registration period. So I went to Blinn for a year, hated every bit of that, because I was dating someone that went to school in Arkansas. So I just wanted to be up in Arkansas. Makes so I, sense. I ended up transferring to Arkansas my junior year. Um, that relationship didn't work out, and that's wonderful. But <laughs> I stayed at Arkansas, and I'm so grateful. So I ended up getting my undergraduate in communication and also my master's degree in communication. So I um, lived up there for four years. After that, I moved to Denver, Colorado, followed another boy, there's a trend here. A little bit of a trend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh-huh. We were going to talk about that. But, but. Oh, we're, t- we're talking about it and we're figuring it out as we're uh, going along. <laughs> but I tell people about that and they're like, man, you did it twice. I'm like, oh, yeah. But I figured it out. Third time's a charm. I actually moved here for myself. Nice, <laughs> so, nice. Um, but anyway, COVID hit and I was living in Denver working a corporate job. Loved every bit of it. But then I lost my job during um, the pandemic. And so it wasn't sustainable for me to not only live up there, but just like, I couldn't work. I felt like there was no jobs for me, which in hindsight's a little naive, but I just was like, Oh, I've got to move home. Everyone's moving home. And so my parents had actually retired to Bryan college station. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I lived, I lived here for a little bit thinking it was temporary. And then three years later, I mean, I'm here. (laughs) Not only are you here, it seems like you're pretty involved. Yeah. Yeah. You've like injected yourself into the community pretty rapidly, it seems. Accidentally. I, Why? Well, just because, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I didn't go to school here. Everyone in Bryan College Station is like, if, if you went to school here, it is a huge part of the community. And I was a little bit nervous coming into it, not being an Aggie. Not only not being an Aggie, but I went to another SEC school. So... I mean, there's a little bit of a, I don't know, like, oh, you're not an Aggie. (laughs) Or against you. But I actually, I found the opposite. I mean, honestly, everyone that I have met, there's, you know, there's some outliers. But for the most part, everyone that I've met has been so kind, wanting to connect me with with jobs, with people, with all of that thing. And, And I think that it just shows that you can find that wherever you are. And so you just need to be around the right people, have the right mindset, and really just be in, in invested in your community that you're in because you're going to find the people that want to support you wherever you are. So, yeah, I, I've been a part of One Million Cups, which is where I have encouraged you to come, and that's, you know, a space where 
It's every Wednesday, 8.30 to 9.30. You get free coffee. You hear from someone in the community. And I mean, I just, I put that on my calendar. It's a free event, so you don't have to pay to be a part of it. But I just, I have met so many people, made so many connections. And it's at that point when I started going, I didn't even have a company. Like, I mean, I was working for someone else. So it wasn't as if I was trying to make connections to further my business. I mean, I, I was working for a marketing company in Florida at that point. So anyway, it's just interesting how now looking back, it's like, oh, well, I was, I was setting the scene, laying the groundwork for actually building up my company and I didn't even know it. That's kind of cool. Hindsight's 2020. 2020. It is. I, it's something that I definitely appreciate and I really enjoy being there. I think what can be difficult is the schedule of a corporate job. And so when I first started going, I was I had a much more flexible schedule. I made my own schedule. Uh, and then I moved into sales. And even then, like we started later in the day, no one really knew that I was going to that because I'd get to work late. Um, but to me, it had more value going to that than it was showing up at 10 o'clock. Like, yeah. do I really need to be there at 10 o'clock? Like, mm. come on. Like, let's, let's, <laughs> no one's showing up at my door at 10 o'clock. If they are, then I have a ring camera that I can talk to them from. Like, we're okay. Um, but then I switched over into project management and it was like 6 a.m., yeah. 7 a.m., you're up and you're out and you're moving and there was no allowance for like doing extracurricular things like that, which I think is unfortunate. Like we should, mm-hmm. we should push people to educate themselves and get connected and grow themselves for the company, right? Ultimately yeah. it's for them if I'm wearing the name, but unfortunately um, that just wasn't the case. Well, and I think that's something too, that, that as a business owner now, I'm encouraging my employees to work on personal development, just any, any sort of way that they can further themselves in the business community. Sure. But I mean, find something that you can get plugged into and just commit yourself to that. I mean, again, I feel like I'm in a unique position to where I'm maybe more lenient on those types of things because of my core values. And so I'm not going to emphasize the fact that you aren't working on your computer at 8 a.m., but I expect the job to get done. So as long as my employees are working hard and and meeting deadlines, and I don't care what they do. In fact, I'm going to encourage them to go out and actually do things that are making them happy, whether that's, you know, making connections in the community or rollerblading because that's what they love to do. I mean, I don't don't care. So that's something that I I really value. It's their life. Do whatever you want. If they're happier, then they're going to feel better and want to show up to work more. Yeah. It seems like pretty simple logic, right? But I think it's, it's not... It's not the old way of thinking, right? Mm-hmm. It's much more of a modern way of thinking. It's this, this I think, emphasis on balance of, like, no, we're not going to work that much. Like, we, I don't need yeah. 60, 70, 80 hours a week, every single week. Are there going to be weeks that I do need to bust my ass a little bit more? Sure. But <laughs> I have a family at home. I have to go work out. I, like, I, I, have, I need to take care of my body and myself so that I can be there at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 10 a.m., whatever it may be, and present myself in a really, really nice way. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully the company as well, I guess. And neither my company or somebody else's. Well, and that's like, again, I'm I'm working with my business coach to figure out what my core values are for my company. And it's like, well, I'm already like a year in. I should have probably figured this out. But I've got my core values as a person and they're going to overlap. But I just, uh, it's been a, it's been interesting navigating what that looks like for me since my company is so young. 
So it'll be fun to see how that turns out. What is it like feeling or do you feel like a business owner? No. <laughs> I don't feel like a business owner. I feel like I do all these things. I feel like I'm like all over the place. And part of it is because I am. I mean, I'm the lead coach at Row House in College Station, so I manage an entire team through that. Crazy. I um, am an assistant professor at the University of Colorado in Boulder. I so. want to know more about that. We're going to elaborate on that. Okay. But continue. <laughs> what else do you do? Um, so I, I teach remotely. And then um, up until recently, I mean, I was I was a consultant for another company in town, not marketing, but more data-driven and then I started my company. So, I mean, it was just like, I still, I still feel like I'm all over the place, but at least now with my company, it's a little bit more grounded because a lot of the, a lot of the companies that I worked for, like on the side as a marketing consultant, now they're under the umbrella of KCS consulting. So, and now I have a team to support me. So I'm not necessarily doing every little thing, but Yeah. You created a really nice little place. I thank you for that. It's it's a little weird. I get a lot of imposter syndrome, and not in the sense of like that I don't deserve it because I have <laughs> busted my tail. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more of a whoa. People rely on me, and people are waiting on me for answers. And I'm not the best at always responding to emails, but I think I just have to recognize like, okay, I am now responsible for something that is bigger than me and people rely on me. And, and it's a little bit of like, okay, let's just buckle up and do it. And then I can go get my workout done. <laughs> Why do you do so many things? I've always been the type of person to have my hand in like different pots. Like I, if I'm not busy, then I don't feel like I'm succeeding, which is something I'm working through. But I, I enjoy, I enjoy connecting and I enjoy just helping others. And so a lot of it has to do with the fact that I, I feel like I'm just doing the best by helping everybody. But in reality, I might not be doing the best job since I am helping so many people. And rather than I just need to focus on a couple of things. But I mean, you'll, if you ask my mom, she's like, she would say that I've always been like in 15 different clubs, like in high school, and like five different organizations. And I just like being busy. I don't know. That's I think, it. I think it's a good thing. I mean, it's better than not being busy and then getting into trouble and going to cities That's where true. boys are. That's true. <laughs> I did learn my lesson. Those two relationships did not work out. Thankfully. Now I can look back and be grateful for that. But, um, no, with I mean, without going to those places, then I wouldn't have had the experiences, the, my friend groups. I mean, gosh, I I look back and like, yeah, those relationships weren't great, but man, am I thankful that that they happened. So they taught you something somewhere along the line, either you know <laughs> what what you're willing to accept in your life or what you're not, right? True. It's I just talked about this just a little while ago. It's what what standard are you willing to live at? What yeah. what, is, what are you am I willing to live with a dirty house? Mm. Right? Am I willing to live with dirty dishes? Am I willing to live with somebody who's not gonna treat me the best? Right. Yeah. You get you get to choose those standards. And then the only way to really find out is by exposing yourself to different people. Yeah. And figuring out no, that's not I'm I'm not okay with that. But then also maturing in it and then realizing I don't have to accept this. 
And that's honestly the reason why I started my company, because I was working for a bunch of people doing different things. And, and I, I just sat there and I was thinking about the work that I was doing. And I just, I couldn't fathom the fact that, that I was doing it for someone else when I could easily do it for myself. And, and yes, it's a monetary thing, but also it's, it's a schedule thing. Being able to accept the fact that, that you're in charge of what you have going on each day or working on, you know, there's, there's a, many different reasons why I started my company, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that I was doing these things for someone and I was working directly with the client rather than being able to get like a lot of the money myself. And I think that's just a reality that we have to face is like, are you willing to do the work for someone else or do you want to just do it directly for you? Ben went to go answer the door. So rude. You good? Dog walker? No, he got out. Oh, your dog got out? Yeah. Oh my God. How did he get out? Um, he has dug a pretty nice little thing right on the, mm. underneath the gate pretty nicely. Um, and I don't have any grass yet back there, so mm. it's very easy for him to dig. That'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, sorry, we're gonna... So, sorry, to, uh, yeah, I should have said something. Really My fault. Um, it, it gives me a, a note. I can see that line now, and it'll tell me, like, where to tune back in, like, what to cut out. Um, You're fine. I just was talking to myself. Did you? Leaving you notes for later. Oh, never mind. Just kidding. I'll leave it in there. <laughs> um, all right. So I want to know more about your time as a professor, mm-hmm. how you got started and why. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got to clarify. It's assistant. It's not a full, I mean, no, but, but like, I don't have my PhD. <laughs> I want to be very clear about that. <laughs> but the way that CU structures it is that it's, um, it's an assistant professor. So I'm just in the communication department. I have my master's in organizational communication, and I taught at the University of Arkansas whenever I was at school there. So I already had two years of experience teaching. And then when I moved to Denver, I had the hardest time getting a job. It was bizarre. Like I, it anyway, I, I just, I, don't, I still don't understand why. Like I had all this experience. I, I was, I had my master's degree, like I'm the type of person who's an overachiever. So I'm really trying to prep myself for the next move. And it, you know, when I was in high school, I was always working, even though I was fortunate enough to not necessarily need a job. I just, I still did that because I liked keeping busy. And then in college, you know, I had internship after internship and then my master's degree, I was internship and, and I found myself moving to Denver and this was before the pandemic and I had the hardest time getting a job. And so I finally found a job at, at Red Robin Corporate, and I was in their kind of marketing innovation department, and that was awesome because I was working on the new foods and, and everything um, for their menu. But then um, at the same time, I was applying for jobs at CU because I was like, well, I could teach. I mean, I know that that's a skill that I have. And it wasn't until a year later that they reached out to me, and they're like, by the way, we have a job opening if you want it. And I was like, okay. But at that point I was moving back to Texas because COVID hit. Yeah. So I was like, I mean, I would love it, but I'm going to be in Texas. Is that, is that a no go? And he's like, well, at this point, you know, my department head just said that it was not a big deal because with COVID everybody was teaching remotely and remote. And so 
we kind of said that we would revisit it whenever what whenever the time frame would be to go back on campus. And then at this point, I mean, this is my fourth year teaching or third year teaching. Um, and so he, my department had just kept saying that it's okay. So I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take that, that job and money and keep rolling with it as long as I can. <laughs> how, how, how many classes do you teach and how many students do you have? Just two. It's super easy. Wow. I mean, I, at this point I have, I, it depends on what semester, but this semester I only teach public speaking. And I mean, I've taught this course, God, 12 times now. So it is like plug and play with the content. I mean, I pretty much have a zero tolerance rule for my students. I'm like, get your work done. I <laughs> Y'all are not in high school anymore. Like, I don't have to babysit you. Support for Ben Thinking is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code THINKING at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 16 million balls. I got my lawnmower and weed whacker recently and i immediately put the weed whacker inside of my nostrils no nicks no snags and i have never been able to smell things as good as after i used the crop the weed whacker the crop preserver makes my balls smell nice every single day that i'm in the gym and of course we love that get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code thinking at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code thinking unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped you do your work or you don't I don't care I mean I would like for you to succeed I would love for you to succeed but it's up to you to actually do the work and I think that that kind of mentality has been good because it lets me set clear boundaries with the time that I have to grade, to teach, and all that. So, you know, on top of my schedule, I also teach Mondays and Wednesdays from 10 to 12. <laughs> what does teaching look like? Like, are you in a are you in a Zoom doing a whole presentation and then Yeah. So, I mean, I have Zoom classes where I just share my screen and I share the PowerPoint for the day. And then sometimes we have workshops, so I'll put them in kind of small groups, breakout rooms. It just depends on the content for the day. But a lot of it is is lecturing, but for the most part, I just have them do their work outside of the class because I don't want to waste anyone's time. I'm probably the most relaxed teacher. Lucky them. That's what they all say. I'm just saying. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, you've gone through it. You kind of realize what you want and how to learn and... and what worked for you and what didn't work for you and the communication that you would have appreciated when you were a student. Mm -hmm. Did you have a good time in your undergrad and master's? Oh, I love learning. I don't know. I, I am teacher's pet to the T. I mean, and it's annoying. I know. <laughs> like I, I realize that. And now I like see it in my students and I'm like, Oh, like yikes. And, 
but that was me. And even uh, I, I'm going to shout out one of my, my marketing intern, her name's Elise. She, um, she like messaged me on Instagram and she just did a cold message. She's like, Hey, I'd love to be a part of your, your internship program. Like I'm looking for an internship. And I'm like on the back end reading this message, like, well, we don't have an internship program. <laughs> like, um, and I'm like reading it to my partner. And I was like, look at this girl, like, like praising her, like her, like talking, you know, and I'm like, but dang, like, like I, I would have never done anything like that. Like that's, you know, kind of ballsy. And he was like, Casey, that is exactly who you were in high school and college. Like, yes, you would have. I'm like, you're right. Okay. <laughs> like that probably means I need to hire her. <laughs> and I did. She's great. But so what does she do for you? She is an intern for me. So she does anything from content creation to, uh, not really strategy, but just really like focusing on creating the different things that we need for our clients. So whether that's like photo, video, graphic creation, um, I can kind of go into that, what my team does. Do you care? Yeah, no, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually good for you too. <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, because maybe we'll work together. Yeah. Good point. Talk to me. I'm, I'm manifesting it since it's on the podcast now. Yeah. Now everyone's going to know. <laughs> Anyway, so I handle everything from a marketing perspective for my clients. So whether it is photography or videography, we can support in that that space. Graphic creation for anything on social media. <clears throat> I also provide my clients with a social media calendar. So actually scheduling the content and being strategic about it is really important because a lot of business owners, they just think that well, I put up four reels or I put up five, you know, X, Y, Z posts, but without a strategy to it, then it doesn't matter. I mean, if your page isn't drawing the attention of what your, your followers, your users want, then what are we doing? So I provide them with a framework to be able to support that, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, <laughs> um, LinkedIn or Twitter. I mean, it just, it's kind of a, whatever you need. And then obviously website build outs and, and things like that. But I kind of, I, I strategically created my business as like an a la carte type deal because there's not one service that every business needs. I mean, it, it, what you need might look different from a real estate group that's in town to a business coach that I have as a client. I mean, it really is up to you. So it's kind of nice. So I can choose any one of these things? You can choose all of them if you want, Ben. Do I have to choose them right now? Because I want to choose them right now. No, I'm you just can. kidding. <laughs> we can talk about that. <laughs> no, I mean, it's... No, we're getting coffee on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, we are getting coffee on Wednesday. So I... And it's really cool to hear what you're doing. I think sometimes marketing can be <coughs> so behind the scenes, but so in front of our faces that we don't mm. really realize it. Like yeah. it's, it's everything that we are looking at and not realizing that there's, there are, there's a team of people that are trying yeah. to put this together so that it attracts the right people. And there is strategy to it. Yeah. I don't understand the strategy, <laughs> nor am I creative enough to come up with like logos and stuff like that. Yeah. I am happy to pay for a logo. I, like you see my logo on car, on, on Canva yeah. versus the one I paid for. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Every, all day we're going with the <laughs> one I paid for. It, it's The skills that I think a marketing company can bring are insurmountable. Well, and I like, especially in BCS now that I'm here, like I am a firm believer that everybody needs some sort of help marketing. Like 
Like I want to support business owners to take that off their hands, whatever level that looks like, because ultimately you're running a business. There are so many other things that you need to be doing rather than handling your social media. I mean, like, like let me take that off your plate so that you can go do what you're great at. And I mean, even for my team, one of my team members handles my marketing. <laughs> like I don't, I, I'm a little bit of a control freak. So I definitely have my hand in that. And if Caroline asks, like I have more input than she probably would like, but <laughs> Caroline handles it for me because I just, I want to make sure that I'm doing everything else that needs to run my, my company. So, you know, if there's a space, then I, I want to support small business owners especially ones that need their story to be told because I am huge on storytelling. I mean, that's like one of my core beliefs is that everybody has a story that needs to be shared. Same. Wild. <laughs> it's, it's like you have a podcast. Something crazy like that. <laughs> so even you have a marketing person for your own stuff. Yeah. That's pretty wild. I mean, everyone needs it. Everyone needs it. Everyone needs a coach. Every coach needs a coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every, uh, like some of my row house members. So I teach three times a week and that's kind of my like sweet spot. I feel like I'm the best coach whenever I am, am coaching three times a week and it takes a lot out of you. I mean, you've got to be mentally, emotionally, like physically on for 45 minutes and Crazy. it's exhausting. It is it is exhausting. I mean, I've got some coaches on my staff that, I mean, they could coach 10 times a week and they would love it. <laughs> but me, I'm like three is my sweet spot. But I had several members ask, they're like, why don't we see you at the studio more often? Like, why, why don't you row? Like, why don't you do this? And I, for me to be a great coach, I need to step outside of the studio and I need someone else to coach me. I mean, I need to have a coach of my own. And it makes me a better person to be inside of, of the studio. So that's something that I completely agree with. Under, like being humble enough and checking your ego enough to say, I don't know everything. And there are people who are more skilled than even I. Mm -hmm. And though I, yeah, I can coach people and train them to do the things that I know, there's still plenty that I don't. Yeah. And obviously you've, you've done that, right? You, so you have a business coach as well. Mm -hmm. What is it like working with a business coach? I am oh interested in learning. It's amazing. I also adore my business coach. Like I think that this person is one of the best humans in the world. So it's very easy for me to talk about them in a manner that is positive, but this person has helped me believe in myself. So it's, it's a little bit of like a, a mentor. Um, I also think that it's it's nice because this person has showed me that not only am I capable of actually doing well like in my business, but they coach me on the business aspects of it. So what what do I need financially to be doing? Like what are KPIs that I need to set for success? Um, what does it look like for me to hire more people? I mean, literally they touch every aspect of my company, but they are a support system for me and it's really whatever I need. So a lot of times I just go in there and I'm like, here's what's going on. And it's sometimes my personal life, but my personal life is my business. I mean, and they intertwine all the time. Um, but I think the biggest part about having a business coach is ha holding you accountable and having someone to actually bounce those ideas off of 
to be able to maybe not justify, but just make you feel better. Like being an entrepreneur, being a business owner is very lonely. And, and that's part of why I love 1 million cups (laughs) because it makes you feel less alone and, and allows you to connect with other business owners in the, in the area. But this podcast is sponsored by 1 million cups. Is it really? No. Oh, well, we're going to put it out in the ether and hopefully I talk about it all the time. Um, but (laughs) you're so funny. Is it really? (laughs) It can be right. I mean, we talk about it enough. They're one of my pro bono clients, so I can set it up. No way. Yes, dude. That'd be great. That'd be cool. Point is, um, but entrepreneurship is lonely. So, so what just to have someone else who is not only wants you to succeed, but actually holds you accountable to be able to push you to be a better leader, that for me is invaluable. So I don't know. It's a little bit of a, what do you want out of it? And then they can figure out what that looks like because each journey of entrepreneurship is different. I think sometimes it's scary to kind of give someone else an in to maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe personal experience, but it, sometimes it's scary to like let somebody in into the, into the nitty gritty of both your mind, but also in the workings of your business and ultimately yeah. a representation of who you are and give that over to somebody and say, Hey, I am vulnerable and I'm struggling in these mm-hmm. areas. Like, how can you help me? And not mm-hmm. really knowing what help you really need. Yeah, I think that's, it's hard mm-hmm. to do it alone. It really is extremely difficult to do it alone. And people don't talk about it. Like, like on, in, and especially on my Instagram, I mean, it's, it's, you see only what you want to, to share. So, I mean, it's like a lot of it is like, look at all the things that I'm doing. These are great. These are great. These are great. But what you didn't see is a week and a half ago, I was depressed out of my mind and I was like incapacitated because I felt like I could not just get out of my funk. And it was because I was overwhelmed with all of these things that I had to do. And, but nobody talks about that. I mean, I'm talking about it now. What's up? Start the trend. But I mean, dude, it's like, it's really hard. And and without that system that you have in place, that support system, like it really, it's, it's something that a lot of people just really struggle with. I think, so. I think it's easy to remember like a family support system. We always talk about, you know, your, your, but even then putting your, my therapist says like your shit, putting your shit on somebody else mm-hmm. isn't fair to that person. And that's not what they're there for. They're not your therapist. They're not your mom. Yeah. Right. And I think, or your, or your dad. Um, mm. I think a lot of times we allow ourselves to get into this, this pattern of using that person, our partner, our friends, our, our, our family, our family, um, as a, as a, I don't know if I want to say a, a crutch necessarily, but it's just maybe overusing them for resources that they shouldn't be there for. Right. And, <laughs> and like you can, you have a marketing team to help, right. Yeah. You have, and then that marketing team you can talk to and like almost vent to about yeah. the business stuff. Yeah. Right. It doesn't need to come home all the time. Um, it's being, I think hearing from you that about your experience with, business coach kind of it, it motivates me a little bit more to find a route that way mm. but to me it's like that that the, the i think the fear is like oh man it's gonna cost i know it's gonna cost me i know but y- yeah but i mean there's a return you're getting knowledge and then ultimately that knowledge and then that 
perfection of that business will hopefully, not maybe perfection, but improvement yeah. of that business will hopefully lead towards more revenue that that business coach is worth it. It makes it worth. Well, it's like, okay, if you are trying to get in shape, you're going to hire a trainer. It's the exact same thing. If you are trying to progress yourself in any business capacity, like you need to have a trainer and that looks like a business coach. And, you know, my business coach, she also is called a life and leadership coach. So it's really just depending on like what I call her business coach. (laughs) But I think that life coaches have like a stigma with them and like they're a little foo-foo and and whatever. So I I want – part of the reason why calling her a business coach is I want to give her proper credit because she has helped me in so many areas of my life. And mostly it's been personal. Like I've had a lot of shit to deal with. Like I – I've dealt with so much shit the past two years. Are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Yeah, you can curse over the fuck you want. I have dealt with a lot of fucking shit (laughs) (laughs) the past two years. And it's, um, and it's really hard to navigate. And, and a lot of it is business, but, but most of it has been my family dynamic changing. And so kind of dealing with like the loss of my father and like navigating what that looks like and has been really challenging. And to, to have someone, understand that about me and then say, Hey, this part of business might be difficult because it does X, Y, Z. And anyway, it's just, it's been a, it's been a really a a big blessing to have someone to walk through that with. I don't know. You lost your dad. Well, he didn't die. Okay. 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 (laughs) I thought so. I I was like, I didn't realize that you made it sound like he passed away. Like he was. Oh, I mean, honestly, he might as well have. Uh, (laughs) He, I don't have a relationship with any long, with him any longer. So he, um, my parents got divorced three years ago and my father's a narcissist, um, very emotionally, uh, verbally abusive, very manipulative. So um, I officially cut him out of my life and stopped contact with him about a year ago. And it's it's been amazing. I've had a lot of people in my corner who have encouraged me that that's the move that I need to do because it just was not healthy for me to continue to allow him into my life. And, you know, as hard as it's been, I mean, I, I lost my dad. Like, I, I lost my father. He did not die. But, I mean, he's no longer in my life. And that's been something that's challenging especially as an entrepreneur. My God, I talked about this at One Million Cups, but when I spoke, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And turns out I talked about my family trauma. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) but my dad was an entrepreneur. So my like first view of entrepreneurship was him. And I mean, God, for years it would be like, you know, we're going to go into business together. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I would like go to him with business proposal after business proposal. And I mean, it had to be intricate. He was not, he was not messing around. So, I mean, my latest business idea was doing like an upscale tanning salon in Century Square. Okay. And it was going to have like four, six, you know, something bays where you have like in and out, like high end spray tans, like nothing like, like this was going to be a good place. And he just like shot me down and everything that I did, it just, it never felt like I was good enough for him. And he always made it seem like I was not going to be successful unless I was in business with him. And that made it really hard because like, honestly, my mom was amazing. She, like, I never really sought her approval because I knew I always had it. And she loved me like no matter what. But then my dad was the opposite. It was like, 
nothing that I did was ever good enough. And it's, it's really hard. And then especially jumping into as an adult, you're like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I, you believe all these lies about yourself and then you start to, to actually do well, but then you don't think you're doing good enough. And it's just like this vicious cycle. And so bottom line is I ended up speaking with some mentors and people who really were in my corner. And I finally got to a point where it made sense for me to start my company. And now like it was really difficult to start because for years I was told that I couldn't do it and I wasn't going to be successful without his financial help. (laughs) And it's just, it's crazy. And I think that that also has to do with a little bit of why I'm still working through the imposter syndrome because I still feel like I might not be doing that well or as good of a job or, or that I don't deserve it because he's not financially involved. When I know that's not the case, like I deserve all of this because I've worked hard and, and ultimately God has blessed me because I've trusted him. And so I just need to remember that, but it's still something that I'm working through and it's really hard. The the impact that our parents make and then what we can do, I think even to others in our community and our friends and our, like, it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And obviously to the point where, you know, it like it can change somebody's perspective on, on whether they can do something or not. Yeah. Having a good sport team, having a good community can help battle those ideas that you thought you had. True. Which I think is super fucking cool. I know. Well, and now I like look, I've got a 13-year-old sister, same parents, just a little later. <laughs> a little bit. And um and I look at her and I just I I want to be the best role model for her. And I just I want to make sure that I am supporting her where she needs emotional support, where you know, like I want her to be able to say like my sister is a badass. Like she's emotionally mature and stable (laughs) we're working on that but um (laughs) but you know like and successful and she's like doing it on her own now it's not on my own but i mean it's without my parents and it's a beautiful thing so i feel very grateful it's very hard to do yeah i don't like i think it's easy to see like a it's easier to understand like a workout Mm-hmm. You know, a workout's hard. You feel it. You there's no escaping the fact that it's a hard workout. <laughs> I think business is so, um, it's so in the mind, and it's so it, it, it's it's yeah, it's it's up here. So you don't really see that battle a lot of times, and you get to see it like come together. But even then, you're it's coming together, and you're still in your brain like, oh my god, this is insane. Like, what's going on? And nobody ever really gets to see it. And I, I think mental health is is an important thing, and. I just think that there's an insane amount of value of having good people around. Who yeah. have you kept around? I mean, you have your. You mean, talk to me. Can I talk about my team? Can t- please <laughs> talk. Who 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 is around you? Oh my gosh! I wish I had my phone. I could show you pictures. We just did an all team shoot, and they are. Oh my god, they're incredible. I have somehow found myself to be surrounded by some of the most intelligent women, but they are also gorgeous. Like. My mom was like, is it a prerequisite that they're all just blonde and beautiful? I'm like, no, it is not. Like, but I just happened to hire these women. Like, it's just funny. But okay, so my first hire, I believe, I can't remember because they were at the same time, but Caroline, she is a photographer in town. Shout out 
to buy Caroline May Photography. If y'all are recent graduates or whatever and you need some photography, she's amazing. But she is my right there. lead photographer and videographer, which is great. Um, and then also I've got Erin. So Erin is my account manager now. And she manages everything client services related, but also content. Um, I've known her for 15 years. So we went to middle school together. And when I was building my team, I, you know, was stayed in contact with her. And I just remembered she was an amazing writer. And I needed someone who was really good with that kind of stuff. And so um, I just, I wanted to add her to the team. And so I, I brought Erin on and she has been a pillar to my, like, not only success, but just like being able to kind of hold me accountable to, to getting things done. And then I've got, let's see, Kat. Kat is a realtor in town and she is incredible. She supports one of our clients. Well, she supports multiple, but right now um, she supports our client that is Bach Realty Group. So she has a unique perspective from a real estate, you know, mindset because she knows everything real estate related. So that's been a blessing to have. And then um, Elise is our marketing intern who I told you about earlier. And then our most recent hire has been Grace and she's going to be a marketing coordinator as well just to support with other clients. So I've got five amazing women on my team. It's a lot of fucking people. It's a lot of people. Does it feel weird to be... Like, you're leading a team of people. Dude, I'm leading a team of people. I know. It's really weird. It's weird. But it's cool because I it's love cool. mentoring. I Like, I have such a passion for specifically mentoring young women. And I'm like an advisor for my sorority that I was in in college. And so it's just... It feels very natural for me to be able to be in this position. <laughs> I don't care. I did that. It ran out of storage. Sorry. That's okay. I think my phone is going to do the same thing. But at the very least, it'll give me some practice with some editing. Mm. Um, Not unless you hire me. What, what, do, what do you guys... I think I have had two meetings with marketing people. Okay. Marketing, I had two... Oh, mother. Love you too. Here, let me show you while um while this while we're off. I'm gonna show you a picture of my team. Here, I put everybody's names by them. I mean they're just gorgeous. I know. I know. Oh my god. I know. What are you doing? I know. My mo- my mom was so they funny. They're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. But I didn't I obviously did not hire them based on their looks. <laughs> Pull your shirt up a little bit because it's rubbing on that. Um, Pull my shirt? Chair. Chair. I was like, my shirt? <laughs> it's rubbing up on the uh, on the board. There you go. So every time you move, my like you cheer. I was like, oh my god, okay. <laughs> What's wrong with my shirt? That's what I was like, damn, Ben. Um, no, what I was going to tell you about your dog, at least it's not someone like important. Like At least it's just me, you know? What? No, but I'm just saying, like, like we're I, like, we're good to do this, you know. And it's like it's chill. I I think that sometimes I can get in my head about your dog, about things. Like I I think I'm I think sometimes I'm such a perfectionist mm. 
that if there's, I want the experience to be so either memorable or impactful or enjoyable that I'm like, I'm going to get you like a writer, right? Like, yeah, what is that? So a writer is. I didn't answer um, your text. Did, I didn't know what it was. Did I text you for? Yes, I did. Um, so a writer is uh, like, if you're a, a comedian, you go into your, your room and you have oh. um, a prepped meal or oh. set some, it's like, I, like one comedian that I listened to the other day, he's like, I like to have six Diet Cokes and a bag of this candy. And then it's the responsibility of the venue to get that mm. stuff for him. When he gets into his room, it's there and located. Well, I want, damn. I want that same kind of experience. Like, if you, like, I want to have beverages. I want to be able to have, like, the full experience. Like, we're coming to hang out and have a good time. I at agree. The same, at the same time, like, I want it to be fun. And, yeah. like, I have a sauna in my garage. Like, you want a sauna afterwards? Use the sauna. I wish I would have known that. Yeah, sorry. Oops. It's fine. You can use it later. Um <laughs> But, like, we have, like, I want Amenities. To be, amenities, exactly. Yeah. Amenities. Well, you're doing great. Well, thanks. Give it, chill, bro. You're doing great. <laughs> 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 There's going to be the outtake. Okay, ready? Thanks. Um, you can still hear him, but it's fine. He'll, he'll be, I mean, he'll, he'll exist. Um, so, sitting with a marketing team... Mm. I think my experiences have been very odd. Okay. Tell me more about that. The first one was maybe a company that I didn't end up going with because I was very confused. Like they were talking about SEO work. He was like, I, I mm. just, I do SEO. That's my jam. It's my thing. And I was like, okay, but like, what is SEO? Like, tell me what that means. Like, explain it to me in a way that's simple enough for me to want to purchase that as a service, right? And Do you understand I, it now? I do understand it now, okay. but it wasn't because of him. Yeah. Well, it was never because of him. And that's what was like, what the fuck are you talking? It's like, it just works, dude. Like, it's just like, no, 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 it doesn't just work. You got to give me some information here, mm-hmm. right? And the second time, and so I didn't end up... For our listeners at home, search engine optimization is what we're talking about. Yes, so basically when you Google something... How closely does it pop up to the front? Anything like that. Okay. Do you guys do that? Yeah. And how does that work? I, I've taken a oh class now, but for more, more for our listeners, more I've taken a I, class. But honestly, I would love to sit here and tell you about that, but there is actually so much that goes into it. I will not be sitting here and explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> and part of okay. my job is to provide it for clients. So uh, there's a lot of back end and a lot of coding that go into that. And I don't even do it. I have someone on my team that does it. So even I don't know the ins and outs of it. But it is something that is actually important as a business owner for you to do. But there's different tiers and like packages that we can do. So where you're not like doing everything just SEO. Um, I think that there's more that goes into it than just like doing a little bit on the back end. So again, that's a whole other podcast episode. Okay. SEO episode. Next one. It's it, SEO with KSC. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, so from what I understand, yes, there, there's a lot to it. But it, it's like taking taking keywords and then integrating those keywords so that whenever yep. somebody looks up best gym in town, they find – Row House College Station. The best gym in town, right? Or Yeah. yeah. If that's the first <laughs> one that pops up. It's not the first one that pops up. But um, – like being able to get up there at that, like the, yeah. it, it take, and so that was my first experience. And the second one yeah, was, I was like, say second. um, like, let's hear all the information. 
Okay. So I gave them all the information. Give us more information. Okay. Here's all the information. Like, this is the company. This is what I want to do. And they're like, it sounds like you have too many ideas. And I was like, well, what do you mean? So how? Were they local? Yes. Um, (laughs) What, like, how does somebody approach a marketing team? And how how does that conversation start? Okay. Well, first of all, I hate to hear that you had someone tell you that you had too many ideas. If anything, from my perspective, it's not about you having too many ideas. It's about knowing where your focus is. So we need to figure out your focus. If you are focused on one thing, then we are going to focus on that thing. So maybe you're really into the podcast right now and that's where your focus needs to be. Then we are going to spend all of our time editing video, posting it on YouTube, social media, all the social media you know, parts. Um, but maybe your focus is finding sponsors so we can support that. Like it, it truly, like, I, I don't mean to sound not like a broken record, but I mean, it, it really is a la carte on purpose. So it kind of just depends on what you are wanting. Um, if you want us to manage your social media, we can support with that. And there's different tiers of, of work that we can do. I've got some, some clients that they want us to manage everything. So, I mean, not only do we do the photo shoots, the, the video footage, we make them into reels. We put them on YouTube. I mean, we manage their content calendar. We reply to comments on the social media sites. I mean, and that is like high end. We're doing everything. But then I have some clients that they just really, they've got the pictures. They've got all their things that they want to post. They just struggle with captions. So we support with writing captions. No way. Yeah. It really is just like, it depends on what you need. Like, or if you've got videos and you have someone that's editing them, but you have a hard time actually executing the posts, then my team can schedule the posts for you. I mean, again, I don't, I don't want it to be like, well, it's whatever you want, but like, actually it is. And that's where I have found, especially in this town, like people are creative. They want to get their voice out there. But they just, for some reason, there's something hindering them from actually executing whatever they need, whether it's blog posts, doing photo shoots, getting video content out there. Um, So it just depends on what you need. But they can go to my website. (laughs) It's listed right there. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, you are a business coach with a specialization in marketing. Yeah. Is Is that fair to say? Yeah, I I will draw the line when when people ask me for business advice. Like I I'll be very clear and I'll just say like I can I can give you my opinion from a marketing strategy perspective, like time of day to post, content that you're actually posting, you know, what kind of campaign should we work on? Um that kind of thing, but when it comes to asking for what should I do and which direction I should go in, if it's very strictly business, then I, I will say, look, ultimately we're, we're doing what you want to do. And I've had to draw that line with several clients and sometimes they're taken aback because they want me to be all in and, and we're a family. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm a consultant. (laughs) You can operate your business that way, but I am very much so here to support you for certain amount of hours a week. And, you know, some, some people in the past have not taken too kindly to that when I set clear boundaries, but ultimately it's to protect my team and to make sure that we are supporting you the best that we can. And that it just, you've got to have clear boundaries. I think that's an important note for anybody, for all areas of our lives. 
Having important boundaries is necessary. Yeah. It's something my business coach is teaching me. No, but seriously. I want to work with Steve Tingle. Do it. He's one of my clients. I know. He's awesome. I just like the way he dresses. You would be a very good candidate for Steve. He's a business coach. I know. That's why why I want to work with him. Why why do you say that I would be a good candidate for Steve? Steve is the type of person to pull out things in you that you would never have thought of. So he he asks amazing questions. He's intentional with, with, I don't know. I mean, I just, like his personality, and I think that your personality work not only very well together, but I think that he's going to challenge you in ways that, that you would really respect. I have his number. I should contact Steve. I think that you need to say... Casey came on my podcast and convinced me to work with you. Because <laughs> that would look really good for me. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Do me a solid. He's yeah. going to listen to this anyway. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> will he? Probably. Especially if I say we talked about him. No, good point. Steve, you're amazing, I think. <laughs> I want to meet you. We love you, Steve. Yeah. I, it, like the entire group at One Million Cups is really a good bunch of people. And I think that you said it earlier. Like this community has like kind of welcomed you with open arms. Yeah. And – that's part of the reason I do not want to leave here. It's like mm-hmm. you see that so much here and it's it's not very like – it's not conflicting. Mm-hmm. People aren't like trying to keep you down. People are really there to try to help and it's just like putting yourself out there and saying, hey, I need help. Um, but there's so many people. Well, I want to be clear. <laughs> I have found that One Million Cups is, is one of the few organizations that I will continue to go to. Because there are other organizations in town that I'm not mm. naming, but I have a poor taste in my mouth because it's pushy and it is a little bit of, specifically with like women, just like um, catty. And and that's why I will almost really? exclusively go to One Million Cups because that is the opposite of what I'm looking for. You have to tell me after. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that it really okay. matters. I mean, I only really know about one. And, and it's yeah. – do I really need to know the negative about the other? Not really because they're never going to exist in my brain, right? Like, yeah. Like I don't need that in my life. I mean, ultimately, I just I just got to go. I'm going to be there this Wednesday. You should. Yeah, come on. Unless I drive to Vegas. Can we talk about that now? Yeah. Are you sure? What, how detailed do you want to get? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, we don't have to talk about it. Okay, we'll talk about it after. Yeah. <laughs> Clap. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it after. I'll, I'll tell you anything you want to hear about it after. Um, that's exciting, though. Yeah, I mean, not really, but yeah, I mean, yes and no. I don't know. It, it should be exciting. If you're going, you should be excited about it. If you're not excited, then you probably shouldn't be going. We should talk about that. We'll talk about it. Anyway, what else do you want to know? I want to know... What your future plans are. Mm. Like, how do you continue to like move forward? And then, yeah, how do you continue to move forward? And then what is a niche that you guys have? Do you have a niche? Just <laughs> Kate, like, do you I'm guys laughing. specialize really well in something? Yeah. What? I'm trying to word this well. Um, I specialize in being able to articulate the voice of the client. So – not necessarily a specific area or industry. A lot of people have been like, Where, what do you specialize in? I'm like, we do everything. Yeah. <laughs> you want us to learn about bookkeeping? We got you. <laughs> um, we have a couple of real estate agents. We have a couple of business coaches. Uh, the Children's Museum is one. We have a bookkeeper, well, two bookkeepers actually. I mean, again, it's like we've got all sorts of clients. 
But bookkeepers, bookkeepers, yes, like keeping the numbers, invoices of your business. Ah, okay, uh-huh. bookkeepers, mm-hmm. not librarians. I was, I was, I was thinking like <laughs> people that keep books at their house, uh, what like bookkeep, bookkeepers. Yes, Got finances. It. You get to see a lot of different cool people. I do, and that's like the biggest blessing I think of of this entire thing is that I get to work with some really cool people, and I get to choose who I work with. Like, that's the coolest part. Before, when I was working for other people, I'm like, okay, well, I got to work with you, which sometimes is cool, sometimes is not. But it's just like, now I get to be choosy about who I work with. And it's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. But it is, you, like, I think that's part of the, the, that's, the, I don't think you really realize the power that that offers whenever, until you, like, get into start doing, you like, you know, I don't want to work with that client. Oh, my God. You have no idea. And now I'm, like, being really protective of my employees. So, you know, if some of my clients are being a little challenging with, you know, communicating with my team, I'm like, okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> we need to readjust some things. And so it's it's interesting because I'm just, like, mama bear with them. I'm like, Excuse me, what happened? <laughs> like, let's back it up. So, <laughs> anyway, but as far as future plans, oh, I was just um, talking about this with my business coach because we had an all team meeting on Friday. And so my whole staff was there and we did a workshop and it was awesome. But um, I really, I, I want to continue to grow. And I think that that would be easy if I, have, you know, continue to see more clients, not just in the Brazos Valley, but I don't think my name is out, out there as much as it could be. And I think that there's an immense amount of room for growth. So I'm not by any means rushing it, but at the same time, I still have obligations of teaching at CU. I still am the lead coach at Row House, which I don't know what, what that looks like long-term. Um, so it's, it's hard for me to say like, to the moon, like, let's go when I have made commitments. And so as much as I would love to grow and continue to do that, I don't know that I could be the best leader that I can with my current obligations. So, you know, I want to grow. All my employees are here temporary. I say temporarily. They're all like, for the most part, finishing up college, getting their master's, except for Erin. She's the only one that's out of school. And then Kat is a real estate agent. So they both, you know, are adults, but the rest, they're going to move, they're going <laughs> to move to Houston. They're, everyone has plans to move to Houston or Dallas. And I'm like, okay, great. KSC, like go to Houston, go to Dallas. But I mean, the reality is like, they're probably going to find their like other jobs after graduation. So I've got to navigate what training them, mentoring them looks like while still growing my business, you know, Aaron, um, my account manager who I've known for 15 years, I, I want to keep her forever, but she's studying to be a dietitian. So, I mean, the reality is that she's probably going to go off too. So That's I don't know. Rough. I don't know. It's hard because, because I, someone asked me the other day, they were like, you know, have you reached, have you reached your goals? And I, as far as my business and I'm like, Um, I'm just grateful that (laughs) people are here. Like, I'm just thankful that we still got something going on. (laughs) Like, but I mean, when I start thinking about starting a family and getting married, like, 
I don't know what that looks like for my business. I, I don't know that I, I know that I want to keep working. I'm not going to be the mom that stays at home. That's for damn sure. That's not for me. <laughs> no, doesn't seem like it. Nope. But again, I don't know what that looks like. So I, I need to spend some time thinking about what the future looks like, but I know immediately like continuing to serve the Brazos Valley and being very intentional with my time spent here. I mean, I'd love in the next five years to move to Arkansas and, and live up there. But what does that look like for my business? I don't know. How much do you think it meant? Like, how much value do you believe looking into the future and creating this picture and, like, what that looks like, this idea of what that looks like matters? Well, considering I have a very firm belief that TikTok is going to be gone in the next two years. <laughs> I, I mean, social media is like, it's whatever's popular. So, I mean, it comes and goes. Who knows if, if Instagram is even going to be around when I'm thinking about dissolving my company or growing my company. I mean, I don't know. So I think that, that the service that we provide our clients right now is wonderful. And I'm riding that wave. I mean, I, I was talking to someone the other day about how exhausted I've been because I've been working so much. And they're like, well, you need to take a break. And I'm like, if I take a break, like I am going to miss out on the opportunities because I'm not responding to emails or I'm not sending out contracts or I'm not sending proposals. And like, I just have to continue pushing and riding the wave because eventually that wave is going to go away. So again, I don't, I don't know what social media platform is going to be pertinent in the next two years. Um, but I think that just continuing to share my clients' voices in a storytelling manner is going to be important no matter what. And that's not going to go away. So I got to figure out what that looks like. I think what's hard is not really knowing what it's going to what. Like, I think sometimes it, it's so easy to get lost in what it could look like but since we don't know what it's going to look like then it's like all we really have is right now and today mm -hmm. and you can have an idea of what you're going to be moving forward and doing and maybe wanting it to look like but you don't really know until you get there mm -hmm. and then make that decision and very practically i mean one of my real estate um like real estate teams on one of my clients they constantly have houses moving in and out and sold and new listing and everything. And so their content calendar strategy is awful. I mean, and, and not like in a negative way, but just like we are constantly having to shift things around and it's constantly moving, but that's what's consistent. I mean, I know that I'm going to have to go in every other day and just kind of move things around. And I have comfort in that. It's okay. But I've got other clients that they are really and really focused on wanting things to be a certain way and their content doesn't have to shift and that's okay. And so I think just realizing where you are and adapting to the position that you're in is going to be the biggest part of any, any point of life where you're in, but especially in the ever-changing marketing space. It seems like you've adapted pretty well in your own life just as you continue to do more things and going and traveling and, and seeing things and doing things like you've been forced to have to adapt and 
it seems that you've done it well. I've tried. Resiliency, I feel like, is my middle name at this point. <laughs> they say that the number one predictor of success is grit. Mm. Right? Can you can you grit it out long enough? Yeah. And apparently, at least a little bit. Okay. At least a little bit. All you need <laughs> is at least a little bit. What is your history with sports? <laughs> Ooh. Let's talk about sports. Talk to me. Well, let's see. I played softball in middle school. And then in high school, I was forced to choose between that and the spring musicale. And I chose the musical. <laughs> so, I know. I, um, I was a theater kid. I was a theater kid. But I still played soccer. I mean, I played soccer in high school. I was like all team, all American, whatever. I don't know. I forget about it. District? All team? I don't care. I mean, my God, it was forever ago at this point. Um, but I was good enough to be recruited for scholarship freshman year. So I did that. Did you have fun? Did you learn? Was it hard? Did you? It was really hard. Why? I don't know. I, I like, I hate running. <laughs> and I was a you midfield. the wrong sport. I was a mid, I was right wing and I literally hate running. Oh God, you will never catch me running unless it is away from someone. But you row. I row. Yeah. A well, lot. I do. Well, and I kind of stumbled. That's a funny story. Can I tell it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so went to school, soccer, freshman year. And then at that point, like all throughout, I was, I was working. I'm, I love working out. I, I love moving my body. Like I don't, I'm not necessarily someone who checks the scale and, and does all that, but movement is very important to me. And I think everyone should move a little bit. Um, but I, um, in college, I became a bar instructor. And so B-A-R-R-E, not like alcohol bar, but like bar. Yeah. It's a mix of ballet and, yeah. <laughs> Good distinction. Uh, but I, I did that in Denver. So I was a bar instructor at, at a gym and, and had that background. And then when COVID hit, I moved here and then um, was only planning on being here for a couple of, of weeks. And Why? Because I wanted to move back to Denver. Are you kidding me? Fair. I mean, I was getting unemployment. <laughs> my parents were at the country club. And I was, I had my fat ass in a tube and I was getting drinks. It was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but my plan was to always move back to Denver. I mean, I truly like, I didn't want to be here. Like I didn't grow up here. And then I had a horrible experience my sophomore year that I didn't want to be here. So remember all that? Yes. Anyway, point is, wasn't going to be here for very long. So at some point in the summer, I received a call from the owner of Row House because she was like, I, I had like clicked in on something. And so like for a free class, I was like, this would be fun for my mom and I to do. And Lindsay, who is my mentor now, so full circle, but Lindsay got on the phone and she was like, Hey, like heard you were interested in a class at Row House. And like, so I started talking to her and all throughout that, she was so distracted. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've actually told her this story, so hopefully she listens to this. (laughs) She was, like, distracted on the phone, and it was kind of irritating for me because I was like, listen, like, you can call me back. Like, why are you calling me when you're busy? (laughs) (laughs) And I literally on the phone, I was like, listen, like, you can call me back when it's a better time. And I was being genuine. (laughs) And she was like, I'm sorry. We had coaches audition today. Like, it's just been a little hectic. And I was like, coaches audition. I was like, I... I'm a coach, like, or I, I have a background in 
fitness. Like, what do you need? And she's like, well, we like are hiring group fitness instructors. Cause at the end of the day, like at row house, we'll teach you how to row, but like, we can't teach you how to have like a good coaching presence. Like like, (laughs) we can't teach you how to have a personality. And so, um, I was leaving for out of town that day. And then it was like a, I, she called on Wednesday. I was leaving Thursday out of town and training was starting on Monday. So she was like, do you want to come in for an audition? I was like, sure. Why not? Like when, like, can I come on Monday? She's like, well, actually our training starts on Monday. And and she's like, what about tomorrow? I was like, well, actually I'm leaving for out of town tomorrow. She's like, well, are you free later today? I was like, sure. Why not? Never rode a day in my life. (laughs) Literally. I don't, I don't, I don't row. Like even at the gym, maybe CrossFit, maybe when I did some CrossFit classes, I didn't know what I was doing. And so I went to TrueFit and I just, I didn't have a membership. I like got past the front desk. I was like, I just need like five minutes and somehow convinced the young boy that was working there to let me in. (laughs) And so hopped on a rower, did a little bit of the training guide that she sent me and then like auditioned and they offered me the spot for a coach like right then. And then I left for out of town and then went to training. Like it was just this whirlwind. It's wild. And so I started off as a coach, you know, ended up working on their marketing as a marketing coordinator because I had that experience. And then I um, ended up being lead coach and fast forward, here we are. It's kind of funny. What is being a lead coach? So I am in charge of all of the scheduling for the studio, membership. You're insane, you know that? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Membership retention, so really making sure that our members are being well taken care of. All the hiring and training for our coaches, um, which reminds me, I need to do something for that that I forgot about. (laughs) Um, And then just supporting our coaches. I mean, I rely on our coaching staff to do a lot because I do have my own company and um, I don't, it's my, my availability is not as it was. And so my staff is amazing. I mean, like they, they are team players. They show up, they're incredible at what they do. So I just do my best to support them. You're insane. I've got a lot going on. I know. Yeah. Now it seems like madness. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot, but it's so rewarding because I, I see our members at row house and like, we are actually changing their lives. Like if, if you're not with us forever, if this is not your fitness modality that you prefer, like, so be it. But the camaraderie and the team aspect of row house is unmatched. Like anything in, in this town, because it is welcoming. We don't judge. It's like, we say that we're like the Chick-fil-A of fitness because like literally we, we do whatever. I mean, like whatever y'all need, um, in, in our team is really unique and, and, just really special. I'm, I feel grateful. It's, I think being one of those coaches that stands up there and does that whole thing, it takes a unique individual. Yeah. And you said it, you said three a week is what you do. Yeah. I coach three a week. That's like thinking about the amount of energy mm-hmm. that you have to have for these people that maybe didn't want to show up that day. Like you are, it's nice to have somebody who cares because these people are going because they, they 
they either they, they don't care or they don't want to have to worry about the workout. They don't want to yeah. have to care. Yeah. Right? They just want to show up and do the thing, but then they need some energy to do it. And so you're over there yelling at him, screaming at, screaming at him <laughs> and cheering him on and doing the whole thing. It's exhausting. Like you're pouring into these mm-hmm. people for 45 minutes and you're rowing. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like you can go to a class and you just recognize the coach and you're just like, hot damn. Yeah. You're fucking putting in some work. And you every- came to one of my classes. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know. Yep. It's, I can, like, you recognize. And you're yeah. like, all right. You yeah. know, it, it's, it takes a special person to do it. Yeah. And I think just, like, as a fitness instructor, too, it's, like, like, we don't, we don't get paid enough. No. Not like, at all. <laughs> not at we, all. We, God. there's so much work that we do on the back end to prep for class. And, like, luckily, like, Row House is actually one of the few that pays you for the time that you, like, start. You walk in the studio, like, unlike a lot of other studios. So this is not, like, me talking poorly about Row House. But just in general, it's, like, even the energy, like, you were talking about. I mean, I am very transparent with my crew. Like, the other, like, two weeks ago, when I was having my, you know, episode, (laughs) my breakdown, I walked in and I just, and I told them, I was like, I am... I was like, frankly, I don't want to be here. And maybe this is controversial. Maybe I should have just faked it, (laughs) but I'm not really like that. So I, I mean, I told them, I was like, I, I don't, I don't feel good. I've had a long ass day. I don't want to be here, but sometimes you just got to get through it. You just got to show up. And that's what I'm doing today. And then I hopped on the rower and a couple songs in, like after like getting moving, like I was fine. And at the end of class, I was like, thank you for just walking through that with me. And I can't tell you there. I mean, there was three or four people that came up to me and they're like, I cannot tell you how much that meant to me. Like I needed to hear that. Like I, I just assume that you're perfect, like up there. And, and it's not the case. I mean, my God, I try to give uh, like this perfect ready to go like personality, but it's not always like that. And so just to break down those barriers and be real, like a lot of people appreciate that than just faking it. I think it's, I don't, maybe it is controversial for some people, but I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. How many times, you know, telling a client, cause you are literally on a pedestal. Like are you're, you're, yeah. ele- you're elevated just a slightly so yeah. that everyone can see you. You're, you're, it's so easy for somebody who is intimidated, who isn't into fitness, to see somebody and like, oh, they're just always amazing. They're always happy. And they're always just in a good. Yeah. It's like that's not fucking reality for anybody. Yeah, everyone has ups and downs. Yeah, and I think you, I think I think you did right by your by your people and right mm-hmm. by yourself. Mm-hmm. Be honest, be yeah. clear, and like, yeah, this is this is rough, but we're gonna work through it. And then I, I had a conversation with. My last podcast was uh, Jenna, and she was talking about teaching kids and what, it, like, being transparent with them and, and being honest and saying, "Hey, like, I'm struggling. Yeah, I messed up, and owning that and what that does to somebody that's listening in or like that that is that other individual. They're like, huh, oh, like it's like you can have space to to have mess ups for sure, and that's the most important. Like, you're gonna mess up. Everyone's mm-hmm. gonna mess up. Having that space to do it's extremely important." Yeah. I I just think that like, like I myself hold, I, I just hold myself to such a high standard. So it's only recently that I've been comfortable with being a little uncomfortable to be able to say that kind of stuff. And I mean, 
it's it's not the easiest thing to do, but I think it's the right thing because ultimately you're going to connect with people on a deeper level and they can trust you more, which that's not the reason why I'm sharing. The reason I'm sharing is because I'm literally just trying to hold it together. <laughs> but, um, I think that it just, it like, it makes you feel like a real person. So I don't know. I, um, we are real people. We are real people. Is that hard? <laughs> right. Maybe. Is it hard to maintain that, like that mentality in the marketing world? So I, I was talking to Caroline, my um, photographer and videographer, about this the other day because, like, when she's in the office, I just – like, her – she has a soul about her that is just very comforting and and I – not that I can't be my authentic self with everybody that I work with, but she just allows me to really decompress in a way that I really can't explain and it's it's a huge blessing. But I, I speak very plainly with her. I – Anyway, might be a little bit too comfortable, but, um, I was talking about to, with her, I was talking to her the other day about the fact that I feel like when I'm at row house, I have to be on when I'm teaching my college students. I have to be on when I'm with potential clients and I'm meeting, I've got to be on. And it's like these in-between breaks are where I'm just like depleted of energy and I've got to find a better balance. And I'm sitting here telling you that I do not know the answer, but I have recently been struggling with that because when I get home, I mean, I am down for the count, but then we've got dinner parties and who scheduled that? Me. So it's just like, it never ends. And I just, it's not sustainable. No. But what am I going to do? Not be social? I mean, sure, but that's not sustainable forever. I mean, I want to feel connected with the people that I love and so maybe it just looks like me being vulnerable with them, being like, yeah, I had a shitty day and that's fine. But like, I, I want to be my best self. Like, it just makes me think of like a, a year or so, a year or so ago, my little sister like told my mom several times that, that like, I like sissy's not herself. Like she just doesn't seem like herself. Like I was just angry and I was mad and it was probably because a lot of like where I was in my life and like trying to figure out that. Like Kinsley has made the comment several times now. She's like, oh, you're like the old sissy again. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't love that. <laughs> but it just a like helps me recognize, like, I don't want to get back to that. But, like, it's okay for me to not feel like myself or that, that self might change over time. Um, and just, again, back to giving us space to be able to change and, and adapt. You said something that I really wanted to... ask you about giving ourselves space being authentic being my old self being your old self mm-hmm. why is that not okay it's not that it's not okay i just i feel like it's a reminder that i was not I like kind and i just was like not like i don't know i like i especially with my sister like i want to be the best example for her and for her to recognize that there was a change in me that was not necessarily positive. Like, now it's it's back. I feel like I'm back. But I don't even feel like I'm, like, back to who I was. Like, I'm a whole new person. You're never going to go back. Thank God. Right? Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I think that I, there are times in my life where I'm like, man, I just, what if I just, it was like that again? Yeah. Never going to happen. No. Don't worry about it. Like, we have hard times and we have times. You're here now. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do about it? I'm worried. 
I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. But honestly, a lot of it has to do with conversations with my business coach. I feel like everything we're talking about is just like <laughs> circling back. But but it's true. Like having someone to talk through that with and figuring out a game plan. Because I, I can't figure out the answer on my own. I mean, we could talk about it now. But I feel like I just, I need to do a little bit of soul searching and find that rhythm. Like it's all about rhythms in your life. Like riding the wave of productivity and then when you're not feeling productive, don't do it. And that's what I really am passionate about is finding a rhythm. I think finding flow or finding rhythm, yeah. right? I think in, in psychology, they call it flow. Uh, they call it the flow state. Interchangeable. Um, inter- interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think if, if you wanted to read the research, then it would be looking up at the flow state. So if you're ever going to go on Google Scholar, because we know all of our listeners are always reading research Google articles. Google Scholar. Yeah, scholar, yes. scholar.google.com, look up flow state. Um, it's, it's important to find that. But at the same, like, I think that there's something to say for being persistent and having grit. And even though you might not feel productive, still, like, understanding that maybe even though you aren't feeling like you're the most productive or you're being the most efficient at something, it, especially if it's something new, you're, you're not going to be. And so, like, walking through it and making, like, okay, like, I'm going to suck at my first couple edits. I'm going to yeah. suck at my first couple podcasts. But you know what? As I continue to, to maybe not feel productive or feel like I'm doing it right, I'm going to continue to improve. Yep. So I think there's there's part of it is, like, yes, stepping away and giving yourself some time to relax and, and chill. Um, but I also think this idea of having to be on isn't, in my opinion, the best thing ever right you should you, sh- you shouldn't have to be on yeah. you should be you it's right? exhausting it's too much it's like the reason i liked sales was i don't have to be on hmm. i'm ben yeah and then you're gonna walk in and we're gonna have a good time and you're gonna be awesome then, then yeah. awesome. and if you don't enjoy it then you don't enjoy it but you know i didn't lose anything because i was who i was i was in that moment and either you liked it or you didn't but it moves you know, it goes it moves on um life goes on and so I think this idea of having to turn on can be really stressful. It is stressful. And I think a lot of it stems with the fact that I do have a theater background. And I do feel like it's on and off and the curtain closes. And I mean, I I was in a pretty competitive space from a theater background in, in that arena in high school and, and through college. And so I, I think a lot of it has to do from coming from that. Yeah. But... Also, like, as lead coach, like, literally in the job description, it says to be the superstar. Like, like that is what it is. And my mentality from a lead coach perspective is I want to teach all of our coaches to be superstars. Like, I don't want it to fall all on me because that's, yeah. I mean, my God, like I can't do all that. Yeah. But I want to give all of our coaches the tools to be superstars. And it's, and I'm, and I'm working through that and what that looks like. Um, but it, it just goes back to me putting a lot of pressure on myself and allowing myself space to, to grow and know that it's going to, it's going to look different. You Casey being on is going to look different each day and, and not to put as much pressure on myself because that's not realistic, but yeah, it is exhausting. I'm exhausted. <laughs> By the way, I'm exhausted. It's, it sounds exhausting. It sounds stressful. And, and I mean, I think you're right. Having this like, Having to present this, doing the the back and forth, curtain closing is a really good. Yeah, um, I mean it makes sense, but it's. 
Um, I like the yeses. Sorry. Um, I think that the res or not the resume, but the the qualifications or the expectations of the job don't dictate what to do. It's like this is what we're looking for, and that's who you are. Yeah. And so you are a superstar. Mm. That is you. That you're just that all the time. Ben, tell me more. <laughs> you know, like honestly, like you own that. Like you, you're you're running a company. Mm. You're doing big things. You're in a town. You've adapted a lot. You you've gone through a lot of stress. You are that person. You're not. You're not having to be on. You just are. Yeah. I honestly, I haven't thought of it that way. That's a really good point because it that allows me the space to be able to be my authentic self all the time rather than feel like, okay, I'm on and, my, and I'm off. Like, it's just who I am all the time. And I think, whoa, whoa therapist Ben. Um, I've done a lot of therapy. <laughs> but, but no, I, I think that I just, I probably just need to own more of that. And instead of like... Like I know I'm a badass, but I don't. I'm. I, I try not to be cocky. Like I. Like I want to be confident, and and I want to be just true to myself. And I think that a lot of that, like on mentality, like I don't want to be too cocky. But like I know I'm a fucking good instructor. Like I am amazing at row house. But like that is where I feel like I am my best self when I'm. Speaking to a, a group of college students about the, the you know, pressures of, of stalking on campus and, like, what that looks like on social media. I did that two weeks ago. Like, I felt like I was in my element because I knew what I was talking about. But I think that whoever is listening to this, like, just stepping into who you feel like you are as a person, even if that'll change, the sooner that you do that... I think the better for everyone because then you're living your truth. Truly. Ooh. Mic drop. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, 100%. And I don't, I think that this idea that you, you're, like, people are, like, getting too cocky, I think that, sure, there's this level of narcissism that's not okay. But I think it's, it's very rare. And I think that's, it's part of, it's like this idea of being, earlier we were talking about it being lonely. Mm-hmm. Like, no one else is going to che- – like, people are cheering you on, sure, but nobody knows what's going on. You got to fucking hype it up like because yeah. you are your hype man. You are the person doing it. And, like, I was nervous to put that thing up. I was the – Which one? Um, I, it's a, I came out of the, the newspaper. Oh. I have two of them. Uh, I was the first state champion for my high school, and then at that point I was competing for Team USA and I was doing things. And even then, like – You're I, doing I, amazing things. I'm, I'm doing some stuff. And – I, I'm doing it. I'm telling you. To, I'm telling you to hype yourself up, and I'm doing the opposite, right? I've I've, I've done a lot of really cool shit. And yeah. I've got I've gotten to travel the world, lifting weights, getting paid. Like I, I fucking lived it. I've done it. I've, mm-hmm. it. It's the best. Nobody knows that unless I talk about it, which yeah. is kind of sad in lots of ways, and but also gives you the ability to own that shit. Share your story. Own it. Share it. I love it. Yeah, it's fucking dope. And. I'm glad that you to, to hear that you have things that are giving you fulfillment. Mm-hmm. What I think it's only a matter of time, and in my opinion, I could be wrong. That something has to drop to allow something to grow, <laughs> right? Yes. 
So what's going to drop? I I don't know. I really don't. Because I I do I get so much joy from my row house work. The money is really nice at CU. So I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. And I'm not prepared to talk about it on a podcast. That's fair. That's okay. (laughs) I think it's... And I also don't know timeline. I mean, we could be talking two years. We could be talking five years. I mean, I I have no idea truly. I think a lot of it will have to do with how my personal life goes and, and what next steps it looks like to progress my relationship with my partner. But I don't know. I think a lot of people our age that want to be successful have their hands in a lot of different things. Mm. And one of the guys that I talked to, who's one of my clients, he told me, it's like, if you were wanting to be a really good power lifter, would you be running every day? No. But but you're going to get good at running, but you're not going to be the best power lifter. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you want to do? Focus in it mm-hmm. and do it. I mean, if yeah. you, if, I mean, if you are a la carte, then you... You have your hands in all these pots inside all these pots. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. But, That's madness. But my, I've got like my team focuses on That's like a good point. other. So I've, I've got like a web designer. That's a good I've point. got like, so, so my company That's does a, a lot of things. That's a good point. But I focus in with my employees to do specific things. That's a good point. So, I mean, I'm not trying to shut you down, but no, it's no, no, true. No, 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 no. But, but it's you, true. You, yeah. No. It's good. Yeah. I like it. I still want you to, I don't know, I want you to be successful. And if you are successful, but like continue to grow. And I know. Can, I, but I, I, don't, too. I don't know what that looks like. I don't either. But then what if you're like the number one marketing person in all the country? Be pretty Wouldn't cool. that be cool? It'd be really cool. Honestly, why not? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how long we've been recording, but. I don't either. I feel like it's been forever. Um. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let's wrap up. Okay. You have the floor. Mm-hmm. I like to think that we can learn something from everybody. Mm-hmm. So you are going to close us out. Okay. Anything that you want to say, your time, <sighs> any amount of time. Gosh, what do I say? One word, one phrase, one statement, one tidbit of knowledge. I like to think like a, a nugget, right? If somebody's going to listen to this and they've listened to you and your story and how you've adapted and overcome things and, and just – you in your life what are like what's one thing that you feel like has either gotten you through there or is a is a golden nugget that if somebody else had mm. would have saved them from some things that you had to go through yeah i think it, i shared a lot of it with everything with my dad um but i think that kind of what i want to end on is just don't be scared to start and i know that that's not a novel concept but i was so scared based on my past and everything that I had going on with my trauma from my father and my family dynamic changing and everything. And it's, it's just, no matter what you're going through, just start. Like we said earlier, it's gonna, it's gonna be scary. It might be awful. I mean, when you first start, but if you don't start, then you can't get better. And so that's something that I wish I would have kind of figured out sooner because I mean, I could have been five years deep at this point. Instead, I'm just one. (laughs) That's what I'd leave you with. Love y'all. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to the Ben Navarro's podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and all other major podcast hosting platforms. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes.